Hey guys, welcome back to Coffee and Fan Chats. This week we are interviewing Chris Creed, owner of Gateway Development Team, a father of eight, and has a weight loss journey that you will love to hear. If you would like, head over to my YouTube channel and you can go ahead and watch this interview in person. I will put a link to my YouTube channel down in the description below. Be sure to subscribe. Other than that, let's hear from our sponsors and let's get this thing rolling. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Coffee and Band Chats. Um, I am John and I'm here with Chris Creed. Chris Creed is the owner of Gateway Harley Davidson as well as a family of like 50. And so, yeah, let's get into it. So how are you doing, Chris? What's up, John? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. So, uh, yeah, how's, how's everything going at home and how's everything going with Gateway? Let's just hear about it. Oh, that's good. Uh, so, well, to clarify, though, we don't own Gateway Harley-Davidson anymore. We sold that okay. in 2016. Um, okay. We kept the name of that on the team uh, for okay. a couple of years until last year, and we decided to change it to Gateway Bevo. Um, okay. Just everybody knew us as the Gateway Harley guys. So yeah, we yeah. kept Gateway because it's a Gateway uh, to the West is what St. Louis is known for. So, But, um, yeah, everything's good, man. We've been just busy, busier than ever at home. Sweet. Uh, getting into stuff that I have no idea how to do, uh, like building things and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's been yeah, fun backbreaking, sure. but for sure. Yeah. So you, you kind of, you've kind of put together this team that's like almost the most, I, not only is your team to me underrated, but like the riders themselves. Cause like you look at like Sep Cuss, like nobody's heard of that guy really until joins you guys next thing you know he's winning stages of redlands and whatever else and now he's in the world tour uh george simpson another great one but you even have like even some of the lower level ones weren't really low level like isaiah newark like tell me a little bit of how you pick up that talent how you come across these guys and how you develop them well it's um we started back in 2010 so we've been doing this for 10 years and it was uh my old coach and, and mentor jim schneider um, coached us as juniors and, uh, he's very successful 40 years coaching and, uh, my old teammate, Josh Favis, um, we all came together with our wife's blessings to do this for three years. Um, and it's now been 10 and, um, really the key behind the riders that we get, it all comes from Jim. Uh, he interviews each and every rider and, uh, um, we, and we get them from referrals, you know, cause the guys will recommend, um, Hey, I got this friend who's looking for a ride and you know, they're not going to bring on some jerk. They're going to bring on somebody that's a good fit for the team. And, um, it's, you know, we've found so many good guys like that. Isaiah specifically was a, was a guest rider. We picked him up. He was looking for a ride. We did it, uh, for one race. I'm like, Holy cow. He's all right. He's definitely awesome. fits. He's on the team. Yeah. Ethan Overson's another one out in uh, yeah. Tucson. He guest rode for us at Hilo last year and uh, just an amazing kid and fits. But really it's Jim doing the interviews, the phone interviews. Um, and it, and the kids, they hold each other accountable on the program to live up to our expectations. And it just keeps getting better and better and better. And I mean, we started out a little rough like anybody would and everybody has, and it's just snowballed into the, the level of character of rider that comes through our program is extremely, extremely high. Yeah, it almost seems like you guys pick up talent 
and they're like right on the cusp of that like are they pro yet or what are they and like you the level of your guys's team i don't think has ever faded at least since i've been in the sport like it's been super impressive i mean even this year you picked up the national champion road race national champion mm-hmm. um he was going to get wear the stars and stripes this year and uh so like to me that's super impressive that you're able to do that but um just to kind of segue like with the current situation that we're in like how are you guys staying motivated due to covid and all that kind of craziness. Well, we get some really super badass products from our sponsors that drop. Awesome. That, awesome. Yeah. We just, we just got had new bike day this week. And so that was super exciting. And then cool. uh, we've, um, they're getting into the Zwift thing, you know, it's uh, awesome. it was a little tough to get into at first. Um, some of them had never done it. And um, as you know, the racing is so freaking hard. Yeah, I I don't do much of the Zwift racing. I'm a little, I'm not only am I too big, but I'm definitely too big for Zwift racing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's hard, but they've been doing that. And uh, these Zoom calls are cool. Um, We've been doing a a group ride on Monday nights with Power Up. That's Jim's Power Up Cycling. And the guys hop in there and that way the locals or whoever's on the ride, they're not locals, but whoever's on the ride can chat with them. So that's been a lot of fun. Sweet, sweet. So, so you said new bike day. What bikes are you guys riding? Like, what's what's going the on there? Trek Amanda ALR. Uh, yeah, it's super sweet with SRAM Force ETAP axis. I mean, sweet. we'll post up a picture of that like right here. So, yeah, you guys can check that out. They're freaking sweet, man. Um, That's awesome. They they just they really took over. You know, we started off with them uh, back in 2012, I believe, okay. and um, we got some stock bikes. And then all of a sudden they wanted to go custom. We got to do custom colors. Sweet. And then uh, in the very beginning, it was funny. Kevin Livingston, he helped us get the team off the ground. He's actually the, the person that connected us with Matt Shriver at Trek. And uh, he said, let's, you know, we had the Harley dealership at the time. We were getting Harley Davidson Trek. And he's like, let's do flame bikes. And I'm like, for some reason, I did not want to do flames on my bikes, even though <laughs> the flames are like super cool. And I'm like, nah, so we didn't for a couple of years. And then finally in 2016, I'm like, all right. And this is after we had been, I, I think I didn't think we were good enough to rock flames out, out in the Peloton. Wow. You know? that, that's impressive to hear this. Cause like, I remember seeing the bike and being like, you have to be pretty good to pull that off. And so 2016 rolled around. I'm like, all right, we're ready to rock this thing. And so we did it and oh my, it was a huge hit. Everybody loved it. Yeah. You can, you could see us coming a mile away cause we had the bright yellow and orange flames on the front. And so that was fun. We did that for a couple of years. And then, um, Last year, they decided to really, Trek decided to take it up a notch and hand over all the design aspects of our kit and our bikes to Micah Moran, who designs for Segafredo or all the Trek's teams, downhill okay. mountain bike team and all those guys, men's and women's teams. And so Micah single-handedly took it over and has designed last year's kit and bike to match and then same with this year and just just kills it. He's such a talent. And coincidentally, he's from my hometown of Springfield, Missouri. Oh, sweet. Is, I had no idea. He worked at... Uh, the same bike shop that I worked at when I was a kid. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Crazy. Yeah. Well, cool. So not only are you bike racer dad and not only is the Creed family, just a bike racer family, but you have like a family of your own. Like how many kids, how many kids do you have? Like we currently have eight children, (laughs) eight children. And you recently (laughs) just had another, right? Yeah. That's our eighth Jude. Yeah. Oh man. Four months old. So he's the only one not riding a bike right now. Actually, you, the bookends, uh, my oldest daughter, Aubrey, and Jude, the baby, they, they don't ride. Everybody else likes to ride. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. So you, not only do you 
run a team of like 10 guys, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then you run a family or you're with a family of eight, you know, cause I'm assuming Renee is, she, she's the powerhouse. You just kind of. Oh yeah. She's the boss. <laughs> she's the smart one. She's the driving yeah. force. She's the driving force behind all of pretty much everything that we do. Awesome, man. Well, that's super cool. Um, so let's talk about that. Like, how do you balance that time? Like, are they coming to races with you or like, how's that, how's that time management for you? Yeah, there's, there is no balance, man. It's, yeah. um, you know, and that's a struggle. We all, we all <clears throat> fight with that. And you, you know, at times you think that you can get it right and you can spend yeah. this much time, but in reality, it's like, okay, I'm going to spend as much time as possible on the team, developing the team, getting the riders, getting sponsorship, whatever. And then, well, something's got to give because, you know, I can't do the work around the house or I can't be the perfect dad or the perfect husband, or I can be the perfect, try to be the perfect dad and husband. And then the team's going to suffer a little bit or work or whatever. And it's, you just got to get, I mean, in my mind, you just have to make the most of every single day and you got to pick your battles. And like in our house, laundry is the losing battle. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's just a mountain of clothes always yeah always always and it's like it's just low priority um sometimes changing light bulbs if i've got a burnout light it can take months to get changed because it yeah. just is so far down the priority list that it's like like i'll have to get to that i got a, I got a toilet paper hanger and a bathroom that's been sitting there for three weeks just to put up big, i'm like and i see it every time i go to the bathroom I'm like why am i not hanging that up <laughs> i just haven't had the time and it's you know it's and my wife, like I said, I wasn't kidding. She's the driving force behind this. That's something she yeah, can't yeah. stand to hear is I don't have time to do it. Yeah. You just make time and you just do make it. the time. Yeah. And for so sure. we just have to, you know, do what you can. No. And for sure. Like to be clear, guys, whoever's watching this, I mean, this guy is super close with his family. All I do is see him post videos of his sons riding bikes and doing crazy things and running all over his big yard. So, um, he does put in the time and put in the work. So it's super impressive. And not only does he put in the time for that, but Creed used to have this dad bod going on and, uh, he got hooked up with the guys at first form and, uh, it looks like he's shedded a few pounds and not only is he shedded, but he's kept it off. And so what's, what's your secret to all the dads out there who are saying they don't have the time and yeah, well, you know, there's so many people that put down social media and talk bad about social media. And this is one of the shining examples of it. You specifically are one because that's how I found you and found your story. And I was amazed by where you came from and where you're at now. And I was like, holy cow. Oh, thanks, and that was right during my uh, transitional period. I mean, I was 230 pounds and I literally had pretty much given up. Like it's, I'm just going to be fat. I'm, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll try and ride my bike and do what I can, but I got to, you know, life's, I, I put up a good fight, you know, I put up a good fight, for, you know, with having all these kids and being so busy. I'm like, I'm finally just giving up. And then just yeah. one, one morning, I'm like October 2nd, 2018, actually. And I was like, this is stupid. There's no reason to keep going like this. And so I started just doing, uh, I found, uh, uh, Joe Wicks on YouTube. He's yeah. the British guy that's doing PE. Like he's England's PE teacher virtually now. Oh, okay. And I got to look into that. I haven't heard of him. Yeah. He's had like millions of kids doing PE workouts and online. Oh, wow. And it's just amazing. And, and all the money he's raising through YouTube, he's giving back to um, the, te- the schools in England. Oh, that's cool. So it's crazy. But so I started doing these little hit workouts, you know, the little 20 minute workouts. I'm like, this short, 
intense and, and I liked it. And then uh, started shedding some pounds and then all of a sudden I came across Andy Frisella on podcast. There was a big Gary V guy and, uh, and he had Andy on his show, I believe one time where they talked, I'm like, oh, who's this guy? I happened to be in the Trek shop here in town. And I'm talking to George, the manager at the time. I'm like, have you heard of this Andy for something? He's like, yeah, I play hockey with his brother. You got to, their whole family's awesome, man. You got to check them out. So I went, and the funny thing is they were right around the corner from my Harley shop and which we were at since 2007. And they were actually in my store set up displaying in 2014. I wasn't there. I was at a kid event at my, at their school. So, and I, I had no idea what first form was never heard of them. So I started investigating them. I'm like, holy cow, look at these guys. And I started seeing these stories of 400 pound dudes that lost 200 pounds. And there's such an amazing, I'm not sponsored by them. I don't Mm -hmm. get anything free from them. Um, well, except the the photo shoots and videos that they've done, which are amazing, but um, they're super cool. Yeah. They, uh, they're just real people that want to, they're a company that they have it totally figured out. They want to help people, real people. And because they have the big buff dudes and girls, you know, that are like, holy cow, that's, that's not me. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But then you see the real people that they're helping and they, they get free coaching away and they, they talk about eating real food first, get putting the work in and then, and and they have supplements and they have protein powder and all that kind of stuff that you're going to end up buying probably. So they're, yeah, but their, their whole goal is to be real and help people. And so there again, the, all the community that I've become involved with um, online, I started like start started posting videos and started talking. And mainly, I was talking to myself about you know you know don't give in, uh, put the work in. You've got time. You just have to make time. You got to make it a priority. And then all of a sudden, I started getting people responding and commenting to me, and asking for advice and asking for help. I'm like, holy cow! And I, so I'm I'm nowhere on the level of the, the first form people that are out there doing this for a living, but yeah. it's like, wow, this is cool. And so that helped motivate me to keep dropping and keep going and stay on track and then keep posting stuff. And, you know, and it's like anything it's, I've had ups and downs. Um, I'm up a little bit right now, unfortunately, but no, nah, everybody's got the, what is it? COVID-19, 19 pounds, right? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> so it's like, uh, it's, it's okay. You know, I just embrace it. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, the, the, the behaviors that I picked up during it's, they call it the my transformation challenge and the behaviors that I picked up are still there. And so I know that what I need to do, and I'm very aware of the amount of food I'm eating. I'm aware of what kinds of food I need to eat. I know what I shouldn't be doing. (laughs) But everybody, everybody needs that time. And I, I think that's, what's been so great about this, like quarantine, especially like for a guy like me and even for a guy like you, it's like just taking a step back, like I, and this is crazy. Like I haven't even spent this much time with my wife in one single year mm-hmm. um, since we've been married. Now, mind you, we've only been married for like two or three years, but, mm-hmm. but still like, I mean, most people are like taking vacations and doing all that craziness. I've never done that, yeah. you know, just like training and whatever else. And I mean, for you, probably like your weekends are sucked. If you're not at an NRC race, you're at a local race supporting whatever local guys are there. But you've also had athletes live with you too from time to time, like for summer, like international athletes, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. We always yeah, have yeah. we always have anywhere from two to six guys in the house or you know the full team at race time. So and it's it's yeah. not that bad. I mean when you have this many kids, yeah, it's already crazy. 
And so, yeah, when you, so it just when you, like kind of counterbalances it. Yeah. And when you add cool bike racers, like cool in my kids' eyes, yeah, they think it's the best thing ever. And then the guys always go out and play with the kids and entertain. That's awesome. They like the guys like to ride my kids' dirt bikes, their motocross bikes. You know, the little yeah, ones. Yeah. You see Brian and Dennis ripping around on those, and yeah, yeah. You know, so it's actually a funny story. We were coming back from a, a dealer show, and we were in Minneapolis, and we got a call, and uh, Carson Lang, Dennis Ramirez, and Brian Gomez, I believe, were the three that were at our house with our babysitter and our kids. And that's the best part about this. I kind of want to pause that for a second is the fact that you have these adult bike racers or, you know, teenage bike racers that are old enough that could probably stay by themselves, but they're still a babysitter. Like Creed's smart enough to be like, I'm definitely getting a babysitter for this situation. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause they're, they're still young and crazy guys, but, uh, we get a call at, on our layover in Minneapolis and one of our boys, Zane had run over Rocky's arm and broke it and oh, man. they had to splint it they they like made a cardboard splint and took them to the emergency room and oh, that was pretty pretty crazy but, that is know. brutal yeah <laughs> that is brutal well no well at least we know that um they'll at least try and they'll splint it with cardboard so oh, um yeah <laughs> yep, so yep. well cool man so how much weight have you actually lost like because you and i'll post some photos here in a second of dad bod to transformed bod but like how much weight in total have you lost it was just over 30 pounds so 30 pounds yeah i mean i think at my lowest i got down to 195 um and then it just i'm i floated or i fluctuate around that two 200 pound range right now I'd, yeah yeah i'd like to i'd really like to get down to 185 and okay and be fast yeah again, but that would take a level of commitment that there i'm like I don't know. I feel pretty good around 200 yeah. and it doesn't, well, it's not too crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you and I both know like there's like a limit, right? Like, so like our bodies will like, once we lose the weight, like the excessive weight that we have, once our bodies get down there, we can kind of hover and play mm -hmm. this balancing act at that weight. So like for me, mine's 210 and that's like that balancing act. But when I hit race season and I'm like really focused, I can get down to 195 if I'm like really, really focused. Um, but yeah, I think it's like that balancing act because the moment you quit that diet and start to try to maintain it, you just like see the scales creep up and you're like, dang it, this is happening yeah. again. Dude, and I so, remember the first time I saw you and I was like, holy shit, he's thick. <laughs> I, I was a thick boy, yeah. And I probably was even lean. Like, I don't even, because yeah. like, just so you guys know, I've never, I've, I think I met Creed once, maybe. I think it was at Gateway mm -hmm. is where we like officially met. Um and this was when I was riding for Texas Roadhouse, but there was this like, um, there was a time where I was weighing 300 pounds, but I, you know, I got down to like 220 and that's when I signed with, uh, Texas Roadhouse, but I had, I was just getting my opportunity to ride with Team USA as well. And they pretty much looked at me like, dude, you gotta lose that 20 pounds. And I was like, mm, all right. And I just did it. And the craziest thing, and you could probably attest to this was eating I just had to eat like I tried to play that game of not eating but really mm -hmm. it was actually easier for me to lose weight eating than it was for me not eating which yeah. I thought was nuts but yeah but anyways favorite posts that I was that I loved your years is all the food stuff and watching. yeah 
you just have to eat. And uh, I thought that I thought that was like the craziest concept is like wasn't rocket science, you know, <laughs> just mm-hmm. eat your food. Um, but yeah, so what what's on the docket now? Like what's what's up with Gateway? Like what are you guys getting into? Um, I know that like the whole coronavirus kind of throws everything up in the air. Is it kind of like Zwift racing until this whole thing gets done and and, and kind of just see what 2021 has to do? Or are you re-signing all the guys? Anybody new coming on or yeah, we'll definitely um we will definitely keep our roster for our twenty twenty to twenty twenty one. Um, and we hope we get to race, you know, there's, yeah, I just don't know. I mean, there's dates being set and even with the world tour, but are the government's going to let the people do that? I heard yesterday that yeah. Major League baseball is starting, but there's going to be a limit to people in the crowd and the players can't spit on the field. Like, can oh, you wow. imagine, yeah. Can you imagine yeah. a bike race? And uh, I'm the worst at that. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm a, don't sweat, don't snot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that we get to have a training camp, get all the guys together, yeah. have Snowy Mountain Photography come down to our photo shoot that we always do, um, and then hopefully get to go to some races. You know, I mean, there's there's a handful of them that are are, have, are picking dates, but we'll see. You know, they're, they're again, they're going to wait and see what sort of restrictions are placed on them, and, and if some of them are going to enforce social distancing and, and sanitization type stuff, then they're probably not going to happen. So, uh, e-racing for sure. And it's definitely, I mean, it's a, it's a fun way to do it. I mean, it's, it's better than nothing at all. you know, it's better than not racing. And and the guys that are on it and know how to do it are good. So it's like, it's, and and I've, you know, the guys are figuring it out. We've got a couple of podiums and they've done, done well. So we'll see. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. So what's the, What's the next e-race, the Tour of Gila? Is that already going yeah. on? Yeah, that starts tomorrow. They're doing tomorrow. Uh, yeah, with the team time trial okay. um, on Friday. And then there's, uh, I believe, I have to look at the, the Bible again, but there's a, a big queen stage also. So, um, But that's, I mean, that's even cool. That needs to be noted. Eric Hill from Project Echelon and the work that he's put in with this, you know, he's just got a meetup going basically. And he's... Yeah just trying to get some racing going so the races can be highlighted and our racers can get out there and race. And then he did such a great job with it. Zwift hopped on board or put, took them on and now they're, it's a real race and who knows how far it's going to go. You know, there could be, and there's going to be developments, technological developments that come out and the way, you know, I don't know. I'm definitely not smart enough to understand all of it, but I know that it's a way to get out there and stay active. No, for sure. Race. Yeah. That was like one of the scariest things, I think, especially for you guys that race the NRC calendar with like, it's always a question mark if Redlands is going to happen for another year or if Gila is going to happen for another year or Joe Martin. So um, hopefully, you know, this helps the race promoters in some way and some form to to keep those yeah. races for next year. I mean, that's that's my biggest fear is that if they are able to hold the races, but nobody shows up or... So I, you know, cause it, some of these races are year by year and if they have an off year that they might not be back next year. So, yeah. But you know, on the flip side of that, there is, there is such a bright shining moment in all of this doom and bloom kind of, and it's all the people getting out on bikes. The yeah. bike shop, the bike shops are sold out of bikes. I mean, they're selling bikes that have been on their floors for years that they never thought they would sell. And 
people are coming out of the woodworks to ride bikes. So something else that Renee and I are working on is our uh, Living Life on Two Wheels nonprofit. And it focuses on uh, a couple different aspects. One is the All Kids Bike Initiative, which is getting kindergartners and first graders um, riding Strider bikes in, in PE class. It's part of the PE yeah. curriculum. And then uh, building bicycle park, um, building a bicycle park, big uh, mountain bike park, and then putting bicycle playground features and pump tracks and things like that in all of our city parks around here where we live. Because we want to grow riders. We want to start from, from when they're young. Um, we want to get them, because my son, Rocky, was the only kindergartner that rode a bike in his class. Wow, that's and, insane. And so when we, I took a Strider bike up there and I'm like, hey, this is this program. My wife and I went up there and like, and the kids came walking through the gym and they were all like crazy excited about, oh, look at that, look at that. So they, they want to do it. They just weren't being given the opportunity by their parents yeah. because it's too easy to, you know, go play. It's so easy. Yeah. Here, here's so, a, here's a, yeah, here's an iPad. It's crazy seeing that too. Like at restaurants, Yeah. like just like the iPad and the iPhone pandemic, that's yeah. the pandemic. <laughs> and I mean, our kids are no different. They will sit yeah. and play Fortnite forever if we let yeah. them, but we're like, no, we take the PlayStation away, get your asses outside and go play. Yeah, and then they, for sure. they go do everything. So, um, so that's, I mean, that's a big, that could be a really good thing. We got an email from Bruce from, uh, uh, Joe Martin the other day and that was the end of his email was like just think about how good this could be for American bike racing this could yeah. if all of a sudden we have a huge influx of riders coming in I mean who knows we could have the next Greg LeMond and yeah yeah you too. never know for that stuff I mean I think I think even you know hopefully we can get him on here but Justin Williams is kind of like in that same boat of like trying to get kids on bikes um, teenagers on bikes um, and just giving them the opportunity to, uh, to, yeah, to ride and see if that's something that they would be into. Um, so it's super impressive that you guys are doing that. Do you guys have a website and stuff for that where they, people can donate or help yeah, out in any way? Yeah, it's living life on two wheels.com. Um, either the number cool. two or the word two. And we have the team team page up there as Playing well. From desktop nine GC three JKG. Alexa decided to turn on. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I get my Alexa turns on random as well. So, but uh, uh, yeah, we have our team page up there as well. It's living on awesome. two wheels too. Cool. Yeah, and we'll put that we'll put that down in the description below, um, so you guys can check that out as well as some of the uh, the team page as well as Creed's page. Um, but yeah, so I don't want to keep you too long. So, uh, do you want to thank any sponsors or anybody? Or yeah, well, I appreciate you having me on. I've I've always seriously, I mean, when I, I discovered you and uh, I don't know how randomly I found you, but I'm like, wow, this guy's got an awesome story. And then I've just really enjoyed watching, watching you hustle. Oh, uh, you're thanks, trying all man. these new things. And, you know, yeah. I tried vlogging for a while and I really liked it, but it, the editing just killed it's me. It's time consuming. For and, sure. uh, but I love watching all the stuff you're doing. Now you're doing this. And it's like, this is again, one of the things that if I had the time, if I could make the time, my wife's been on me forever to do a podcast. And I'm like, I need to do one. I need to do one. I, I bought my microphone four years ago to start a podcast <laughs> and I've never done one. And I'm like, and it's just, you know, it's, 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 a you know, it's whatever you can make time for. So it's impressive. And I really oh, thanks, man. Appreciate, I appreciate all your hard work because it's, a, it's a lot of work. So. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. I think, yeah. I think it's one of those things though, where it's like, you just kind of like, at least what I've figured out in this pandemic, it's like, just, you just got to do it. Just got to do it. Just got to. And even you said that to me, you like, 
when I started doing the vlogs again, cause like I got inconsistent for a while and you were like, dude, you just got to keep posting. Cause one of your old athletes as well, we started kind of vlogging at the same time, Matt Zimmer, um, mm-hmm. you know, he just kept doing it. Next thing you know, he's got a you know, couple thousand subscribers and he's yeah, but he kind of trucking away and he did stop. And I'm like, dude, come on, dude, because they were good, yeah. too. Like, come on. Well, well, he was going a different route, too. Like, I think he, like, was doing his personal life, and then he started doing race videos, and then he thought he only could do race videos. But mm-hmm. I actually like watching – I like watching the personal life vlogs. I think that's super cool. Um, that was the hard thing for me is because you need to – so they say you need to pick, like, a niche and stick with it. Yeah. But we have so many aspects to our lives, and so that's why I, I yeah. called it Creed's World. I'm like, we're just going to go with that, but – it's just so rant. There's so much stuff going on. I, I can't hone in on one thing. And I think that's, I think that's what you kind of have to do is like, um, I mean, cause even like some of the biggest vlogs, I mean, even Phil Guyman, like he, he vlogs his personal day to day as well as like him talking next to a toilet paper roll, as well as him talking, <laughs> you know, yeah. of him, just like a video of him, GoPro POV point of view up a climb. So I think he's just putting content out there. Um, people will latch onto it if they like it. But uh, other than that, hopefully Creed's world, like Creed's world podcast would sound dope. Like, I just think that's, that's cool. That's a cool last name. It's a cool name for a podcast. So hopefully we'll see that. But other than that, guys, thanks so much for watching. Thanks again, Creed for jumping on with me and uh, having a chat and yeah, hopefully we can see these gateway uh, gateway guys win uh, Gila this week and uh, be sure to look out for that. Other than that, that's it. it. I'm out. Cheers.